You are now listening to Zekaic Podcast, proclaiming the gospel. Jesus is Savior, Sanctifier, Healer, and Coming King. A pleasant morning to everyone. What a wonderful experience it is to worship a living God. Today, we will be continuing with our meditation from the subject of hope. Last, uh, during the first Sunday of the month, we talk about hope in His plan. And then last Sunday, we talk about hope in His character. Today, we will be dealing with hope, hope in His grace. And that meditation will be coming from the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 to 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 to 10. Please open your Bibles with me, or you may look at the screen and follow me silently. 2 Corinthians 12, 1 to 10, from the New English Translation. It says here, It is necessary to go on boasting, though it is not profitable. I will go on to visions and revelations from the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14, 14 years ago, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows was caught up to the third heaven. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know, God knows, was caught up into, the, into paradise and heard things too sacred to be put into words, things that a person is not permitted to speak. On behalf of such an individual, I will boast. But on my own behalf, I will not boast except about my weaknesses. For even if I wish to boast, I will not be a fool, for I would be telling the truth. But I refrain from this so that no one may regard me beyond what he sees in me or what he hears from me, even because of the extraordinary character of the revelations. Therefore, so that I would not become arrogant, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to trouble me so that I would not become arrogant. I asked the Lord three times about this, that it would depart from me. But he said to me, my grace is enough for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. So then I will boast most gladly about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may reside in me. Therefore, I am content with weaknesses, with insults, with troubles, with persecutions, and with difficulties for the sake of Christ. For whenever I am weak, then I am strong. May the good Lord bless us when, he read his, when we read his word. It is my prayer and desire that the Lord would continue to speak to us this very morning. When I was a student in Ebenezer, from time to time, especially during Friday afternoons or sa Saturday afternoon or in the morning after we do our counterpart, after we clean the surroundings, often we visited the beach, swam together with my classmates. But there was a time when I stepped on a sea urchin. And I tell you, stepping on a sea urchin isn't an easy experience that you would be in. Right away, my response was when I stepped on it, 
I went out of the water, and then at the side, at the shore, I was trying immediately to remove that thorn that went inside my flesh because it was really very painful. And I think that's a natural reaction of a human being that when there is a pain that you experience, the immediate thinking that we bear is that I want this thing that causes the pain to be taken away from me because unless it is taken away from me, the pain would also remain in my life, in my experience. That is why when we go through something difficult, the immediate thought that we have is I want this thing taken away from me or if not, I want a way to be away from this thing that I am going through right now. However, as I was looking at the text, there is something that Paul talked about, something that he also wanted to be taken away, but later, instead of continuing with that kind of understanding and reaction about the pain that he was going through, he changed his attitude about the matter. Instead, he boasted about it. So let us look at this thing that Paul was looking at. The context of the passage that we read, you can go back in the previous chapter, in chapter 11, you would see the very reason why Paul was boasting. He was boasting about many things, actually. You look at chapter 11. Paul was trying now to defend his apostleship because there, there, there were many individuals that back then who questioned the apostleship of Paul. Why? Because he wasn't one of the 12 apostles. I already mentioned to you before that the name apostle was so special that that title was given to the 12. So if you are not one of the 12, you are not an apostle. However, in the experience of the apostle Paul, he also called himself the apostle. And many people back then questioned the title as addressed to himself. Why do you call yourself an apostle? And so he had to defend that title. And one of those, one of the ways that he defended the title was when he related to his readers about the things that he had gone through, about the things that he had experienced. And one of those is found in the previous chapter. You look at verse 6. He said, even if I am unskilled in speaking, yet I am certainly not so in knowledge. He was boasting about what he know. Don't get Paul wrong here. Was he really boastful? In fact, in the passage that we read, he said, boasting may not be necessary. However, sometimes you got to do it so that you have to prove, so that you'll be able to prove something. And in his case, he was trying to defend his apostleship. That's why it was necessary for him to boast. So he boasted about his knowledge by saying, I may not be a good speaker, however, my knowledge is not deficient. My knowledge is vast enough. My knowledge about the gospel, my knowledge about Jesus Christ, my knowledge about Christianity is good enough. So I should be called an apostle. He continued with his boasting. Looking at verses 7 to 10 of chapter 11, he boasted about his financial independence from the church in Corinth. He was telling them, you know what? I ministered and not became dependent on you. 
I supported myself. I worked for my own support. I ministered to other churches. I went to other areas so that I can continue with the missionary work that God has given to me. And I did not become dependent on you. I, I was supported by other people. So he was bo boasting about this fact. And continuing with that, look at verses 22 to 33. Paul boasted about his sufferings in Christ. I should be called an apostle because I went through all of these things. I suffered for Christ. I was willing to go through those sufferings. And then in chapter 12, the very text that we read, in verses 1 to 7, you would see there another thing that he boasted about. However, one thing that I have noticed in this verse, if you look at these verses, he used a third person pronoun. So seemingly, if you just read it, Paul wasn't talking about himself, but I suspected already the very first time I read this. Look at what he said in verse, beginning with verse 2. Listen to this. I know of a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know, God knows, was caught up to the third heaven. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know, God knows, was caught up into paradise and heard things too sacred to be put into words, things that a person is not permitted to speak. He used a third person image in what he wrote here because I believe he was careful enough not to be, brag not to be bragging too much. He was trying now to balance things he needed to boast so that he could defend this apostleship. And in this way, he was trying to point out to them that I had experienced extraordinary things. I received revelation from the Lord. I received things from the Lord that others didn't experience. I am an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. And true enough, you may notice that he wasn't one of the 12, but when he one day he was traveling on the road to Damascus, you know what happened? Jesus appeared to him in a form of a light and Jesus spoke to him. Jesus said to him, why are you persecuting me? Jesus asked him that question and then he said, who are you, Lord? And Jesus responded, I am Jesus, the one that you are persecuting. So in that sense, even the apostle Paul did not sit at the feet of Jesus to learn from him. Even if he wasn't commissioned by the Lord along with the 12, somehow you would really, really be able to see that he is a legitimate apostle because Jesus himself commissioned him to be a missionary, a preacher of the word. So Paul was trying to defend that. And he continued with his boasting. Those things that I have mentioned, he was boasting about his suffering for Christ, he was boasting about his being independent from the church in Corinth. He was boasting about his knowledge in contrast to those whom they call apostle in a very sarcastic manner. In contrast, in, in relation to that, what is this? He was boasting about those revelations that we received from God. Those things are worth boasting. And those things, I believe, are naturally become, could become a basis for a person to boast. However, there is something that he said here in the text that we read. That to me, when I look at it, I shall say, I wouldn't boast about this. I wouldn't boast about this matter. What is that? Look at verse 7b. 
Paul mentioned there, therefore, so that I would not become arrogant, a thorn in the flesh was given to me. So that I wouldn't become arrogant, a thorn in the flesh was given to me. By the way, Paul didn't explain exactly as to what he meant by the words thorn in the flesh. There are some speculations as to what this really is. Some scholars are saying this has something to do with his eyesight. Some scholars are saying that he had some physical infirmity. Some are saying that he's talking about the antagonist of the, in the ministry that God has entrusted to him. But we don't exactly know as to what this thorn in the flesh really was. So I look at it and I tried to find out and study that the word thorn, and this is what I realized. When I look at that word, it may pertain to any pointed object, a thorn in the flesh. This must be a figurative statement from Paul. So when he said this, he thought of a pointed object. However, this word thorn in those days could also describe to a stake that is used to pitch a tent. Now, I am painting that picture in your mind, a stake that you use to pitch a tent. Why? Because when we think of a thorn, often we think of something very tiny. Something very small, probably we're thinking of a thorn that you can find from a rose. A thorn that you can find from a bougainvillea. A thorn that you can find from a grass. But if Paul was thinking about a stake that is used to pitch a tent, then probably this could represent something that is serious, something big, something that a person couldn't easily bear, something heavy that he was bearing in those days. I told you earlier that while I was having that thorn from a sea urchin inside under my foot, it was really hard. I wanted it removed. I wanted to take that away. It was just a tiny thorn from the sea urchin. And yet the pain that it caused was so much that if you want to remove it, you couldn't sleep during the night. So if Paul was painting an image here and in his mind he was looking at a stake that is used to pitch a tent, this must be a very serious matter that he was going through. Something so difficult, something so tough, something that he really struggled as he was existing in this world, as he was ministering to many churches. Something so serious. And let's continue. He said, this was sent to him so that he will not become arrogant. So we can see that he's trying to strike a balance here. He was boasting to defend his apostleship. And at the same time, he's trying to control himself not to really appear so boastful and arrogant about the matter. But I believe God has clearly stated this to him also that that was given so that he would remain humble about the matters that he has in life. Look at verse 9, uh, verse 8. When he went through that kind of pain, that difficult situation in life, you know what he did? He prayed. Prayer was the response of Paul. He said, I asked the Lord three times. Take note that three times this expression was used several times in the Bible. 
Just like, for example, if you look at the account of Jesus in the Gospels, you can find him praying in the Garden of Gethsemane three times before his crucifixion. He prayed three times. What was Jesus going through back then? He was looking forward to the impending crucifixion that he was about to go through. It was a serious matter that he was about to face that time. Paul this time was going through something difficult, something serious, something that put him into a struggling situation, and he prayed three times. What was his prayer? Lord, Lord, take this away. Or take, what, what did he say? He asked three times about this, that it would depart from me. Those were the words, that it would depart from me, that it will be taken away from him. That's a natural human reaction. Diba? Pag may kang something, nakapakan ng pako, your immediate reaction is look at it, and if it, there, is, there is something that is stuck on your, on your foot, you'll remove it. Or may na something na nakagat ka ng bee. If there is something that you can see that is stuck under your skin, you want to remove it right away. In real life situation, when you are living in this world and there is a situation that confronts you and it causes you pain, the immediate reaction is, I want this pain away from me. I want the cause of this pain away from me. Kaya nga, pag may nagpapabunot ng ngipin, may anesthesia, ayaw nating may sakit. We don't like pain. We don't like struggles. We don't like anything that is difficult for us to handle. We don't like that. Paul was not a natural, a human being like us. He wanted that thorn in the flesh removed from him. But did God answer his prayer the way he wanted it? Listen to the answer of the Lord in verse 9. But he said to me, my grace is enough for you. Oh, wait a minute. Siguro kulang ng faith si Paul. Does he lack faith? If I'm going to look at the experience of the Apostle Paul, I think I would have enough basis to say that Paul had a huge faith before God. If you look at those sufferings that we went through, if you look at his experiences, even later when you find him on a boat going to Rome, there was a shipwreck, there was a, he was bitten by a viper. Those things happened to him, and yet his faith remained so intact. So what I'm trying to point out is this. If you look at the life and ministry of Paul, you would see him exercising faith in many different ways. Does he lack faith? That is why Jesus did not answer his prayer the way he wanted it. No. I have enough basis to say that. That he really had a faith. However, however, that wasn't God's intention. God did not answer him the way he wanted it. Instead, the answer of the Lord is that my grace is enough for you. Reality is that there are really problems in life. There are struggles in life that we go through that no matter how much we want it away from us, it would be there. No matter how much we desire to take away that thing from us or to stay away from it, it would always be there. And you know what God would tell the person who goes through the same thing? The same words that he uttered to Paul, my grace is enough for you. My grace is enough for you. And then look at, uh, this is the thing I, that I want us to see. 
when you read now beyond that statement of the Lord as an answer to Paul, listen to what you can find in the character of Paul. So then, he said, I will boast most gladly about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may reside in me. This is the thing that I was talking about. Those earlier boastings that he mentioned, those are natural basis for a person to be boastful about. But how could you be boastful about something that you struggle with? How can you boast about something that you are going through in which you want away from it? But he said, I will boast most gladly about my weakness because the power of Christ may reside in me. And then he continued in verse 10, Therefore, I am content with weakness, with insults, with troubles, with persecutions and difficulties for the sake of Christ. For whatever I, whenever I am weak, then I am strong. In verses 9 and 10, you would see there two things in a very characteristic sub-bowl. He was boasting about his predicament. He was content about his situation. He was boasting about his predicament. He was content about his situation. I want us to look at this thing. He was experiencing difficulty in life. He was struggling in his life. He prayed that it's going to be taken away from him. But the Lord said, my grace is enough for you. And look at how there was a change. There was a change of the way he looked at the situation. When you look at verses 9 and 10. So then I will boast most, glad, most gladly about my weakness. Nagbago yung kanyang pananaw about it. There is now a change of how he dealt with the matter. And this is a reality that you and I should learn in life. There are things, there are struggles, there are pains, there are predicaments that we would like to stay away from. There are individuals that we would be, we, we desire to be taken away from us because that person is bringing struggle in our life. It may be a person, it may be a physical infirmity, it may be a situation, and most likely, if we don't like to be in that situation, we want it away from us. But there is a reality also that in many, many times, Jesus wouldn't change our surrounding. He wouldn't change our situation by removing us from that pain or by removing that pain from us or removing that cause of the pain from us. He doesn't change sometimes our situation. He doesn't change sometimes what we are going through. He doesn't change sometimes the kind of battle that we face. He doesn't change sometimes the kind of war that we go through. And in the case of Paul, God didn't change his struggles. What did God do? This is what he did as exemplified by Paul in verses 9 and 10. God did not change the war, but he changed the warrior. God did not change the war, the struggle of Paul, the difficult situation of Paul. God didn't change that. You can see that in the text. God said to him, Paul said to the Lord, Lord, I want this removed from me. This thing that causes my pain, this serious matter that I am going through, I want this away from me. And I want away from it. He prayed three times. Meaning to say, this is a serious matter that I'm going through. 
But God said, my grace is enough for you. Paul wanted the war to be changed. But when you look at verses 9 and 10, the war wasn't changed. The, the, the struggle remains. The difficulties were still there. The war remained. But the warrior was changed when you look at verses 9 and 10. Verse 9, he said, The more, all the more I'm going to boast about my weakness. And then pagdating sa verse 10, sabi niya, I am content with weakness. I am content with difficulties. I am content with difficult situations in life. The warrior has been changed. And this is a reality that you and I need to experience also because there are many things in our lives that we want to change. There are many things that we have in our lives that cause us pain that we want to remove from us or we want to stay away from it. We want to change the war that is happening around us. But many times, God wouldn't change the war. He is in the business of changing the warrior deep inside you. Are you willing to go through the process of change? When you learn to hope in the grace of God, it is only then that the warrior within will be changed. And the way you look at the war you are in will be totally different. Yes, I believe many of us, many of us have gone through something like we, we want away from us. I remember a story of a man. This guy has been very ba a bad husband. He, he could be as a, branded as a bad husband. He goes home very late during the night. He sleeps with another woman. He doesn't work well. And then he does not provide well for his family. One evening he went home and he found his wife holding his picture at the living room. And the wife was staring intently at the picture. And then the wife was crying. The man arrived and he noticed everything. He stepped, he went closer to the wife. And while the wife was staring at the picture, crying, the husband said something like this. I didn't know that I have so much affection for you or you, you, I have so much effect on you. That I didn't know that you have fallen so much in love for me still, despite what I have done. And the wife just stared at the picture and the husband tapped the shoulder of the wife. And then the, the husband said, why don't you say anything? about what you're going through. He was expecting that he will be praised by the wife. And the wife looked at the picture again and said to him, you know what, looking at your picture, I ask myself what problem can be bigger than this? What a comfort. There are things in life that we want removed from us. That woman probably wanted his hus her husband removed from him, from her. But it, she is her husband. She has to stay with her, him. That struggle, that predicament is there. She may want him removed or she, want, she may want away from him, but it is there. But when that person realizes that he is, she is facing the struggle or the person is facing a struggle not by himself, if the person realizes that in every step that you take despite the presence of a struggle, Despite the many battles that you are facing, that God's grace is sufficient, that He is provi providing helping hands, that there are instances that He encourages your life, 
that there are people that he brings to your life and tells you, you can do that, my brother, you can do that, my sister. That can be God's expression of grace in your life. Those simple things that you experience that would lift your heart up, even there are a lot of wars that you are going through. They are God's grace sent to you. And that is why let's begin to hope like Paul did. Yes, the war wasn't changed. He wanted it changed. The war wasn't changed, but the warrior was changed deep within him. And when he began to hope in the grace of God, despite the reality that the struggles remain, the way he looked at them was entirely different for his hope now is there in the grace of the Almighty. I know that you have struggles in life. I know that there are things that you are going through that you want it taken away from you. I know that there could be people that you wanted away and taken away from your life. I know that there are times that you don't like to talk and speak to that person. I know that there is something that you struggle in your body. It may be a physical infirmity. It may be an insecurity. You may want that away from you, but when God speaks to you and he's in the process of molding the warrior deep within, I tell you, he would give you the same answer that he gave to Paul. My grace is sufficient for you. The struggles may be there. The war may still remain, but the warrior is changed. Hope in the grace of God. God bless you all and good morning. You just heard the message from Sambuanga City Alliance Evangelical Church. We hope that it will help you in your journey with the Lord Jesus Christ. For more updates, you can follow us in your social media platforms in Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Zikaek Ministries. God bless!